chapter three of the village in the jungle by leonard wolf this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three selindu made the journey to kamburu pataya obtained the license for his gun and some grain but life continued to become harder for him the headsman's ill-feeling worked against him unostentatiously and in all sorts of little things he never thought about the motives and intentions of those around him and babahami always had some excuse for refusing a loan or pressing for payment of the body tax he did not become conscious of babahami's enmity or aware that many of the difficulties of his life were due to it the collection of the body tax was a good example of the way in which the headman worked against him every villager had to pay the three shilling tax or do work on the roads work which was the worst of hardships to them it had always been babahami's custom to pay himself the tax for each villager and then recover what he had paid with heavy interest out of the crops at the time of reaping before some years after dingihami's death selindu found that when the time to pay the tax came round babahami was always short of money selindu never had any money himself and he was therefore compelled to work upon the roads as the years passed he became more sullen more taciturn and more lazy some evil power one of the unseen powers which he could not understand was he felt perpetually working against him he tried to escape from it or at any rate to forget it by leaving the village for the jungle he would disappear for days together into the jungle living upon roots and the fruit of jungle trees and anything which might fall to his gun he talked with no one except punchy manika and hinihami for them he never had a harsh word and it was seldom that he returned to the hut without bringing them some wild fruit or a comb of the wild honey gradually the hut of the vedas as they were nicknamed seemed to the other villagers to fall under a cloud the headman's enmity and the strange ways of selindu formed a bar to intercourse and so it came about that punchy manika and hinihami grew up somewhat outside of the ordinary life of the village the strangeness and wildness of their father hung about them as the other women said of them they grew up in the jungle and not in the village but with their strangeness and wildness went a simplicity of mind and of speech which showed in many ways but above all in their love for selindu and each other their lives were harder even than those of the other village women as they became older the fear of hunger became more and more present with them when selindu was away from the village they were often compelled to live upon the fruits and leaves and roots which they gathered themselves in the jungle and when the cheno season began they worked like the men and boys in the chenas they cut down the undergrowth and burnt it they cleared the ground and sowed the grain they lay out all night in the watch huts to scare away the deer and wild pig which came to damage the crop when they were fifteen baban apu the brother of nang johami came to live in his brother-in-law's the headman's house he had previously lived in another house with his father an old man toothless and brainless when the old man whom he had supported died 
he abandoned his hut and came to live with his sister and her husband the number of houses in the village thus sank to eight at that time baban apu was twenty-one years old he was tall for a sinhalese broad-shouldered and big-boned his skin was a dark chocolate-brown his face oval his nose small his lips full and sensual his expression was curiously virile and simple but his brown eyes which were large and oval-shaped swept it at moments with something soft languorous and feminine this impression of a mixture of virility and femininity was heightened by the long hair which he tied in a knot at the back of his head after the custom of villagers he was noted for his strength his energy and his good humour the minds of most villagers are extraordinarily tortuous and suspicious but by ban was remarkable for his simplicity it used to be said of him in the village baban's apu could not cheat a child but a child who had not learnt to talk could cheat baban apu for two years baban had lived in the hut adjoining cylinders without ever speaking more than a word or two to punchy manika but her presence began to move him strongly his lips parted and his breathing became fast and deep as he saw her move about the compound he watched in painful excitement her swelling breasts and the fair skin which went into soft folds at her hips when she bent down for anything one night in the chessa season punchy manika had been watching the crop of her father's chenna it lay three miles away from the village at some distance from any other chenna the track therefore which led from it to the village was used by no one except herself her father and sister in the early morning she started back to the hut there had been rain during the night and the jungle was fresh and green that freshness which the time of rain brings for so brief a time was upon all things the jungle was golden with the great hanging clusters of the cassia flowers the bushes were starred with the white caramba flowers and splashed with masses of white and purple catan the grey monkeys leaped shrieking and mocking from bough to bough the jungle was filled with the calling of the jungle fowl and the wild cries of the peacocks from the distance came the trumpeting and shrieking of a herd of elephants as punchy manika passed a bush she heard from behind it the clashing of horns very quietly she peered round two stags were fighting the tines of the horns interlocked up and down backwards and forwards snorting panting and straining they struggled for the doe which stood grazing quietly beside punchy manika had crept up very quietly but the doe became uneasy lifted her head and looked intently at the bush behind which punchy manika crouched she approached the bush slowly stamping the ground angrily from time to time and uttering the sharp shrill call of alarm but the bucks fought on up and down the open space punchy manika laughed as she turned away fear nothing sister she said there is no leopard crouching for you fight on brothers for the prize is fair punchy manika walked slowly on down the track the blood in her veins moved strangely stirred by the stirring life around her the trumpet call of the sambar blared through the jungle a terrific cry of desire the girl who had heard it unmoved thousands of times before started at the sound of it a sense of uneasiness came over her suddenly she stopped at the sight of something which moved behind a bush down the track she stood trembling as baban came out of the jungle and walked towards her his eyes were very bright his teeth showed white between his parted lips the long black hair upon his breast glistened with sweat he stood in front of her punchy manika he said i have come to you 
ayo she answered i was very frightened i thought you were a devil of the trees crouching there for me behind the bushes even when we were little children our father warned us against the devils that would leap upon us from the bushes i have come to you come with me out of the path into the thick jungle last night i could not sleep for thinking of you so i came in the early morning along the path to meet you on your way from the chenna i cannot sleep punchy manika for thinking of you i have watched you in the compound and at the tank your fair skin and the little breasts do not fear i will not hurt you punchy manika but come come quickly out of the path a strange feeling of excitement came over the girl of joy and fear as baban leaned towards her and put out his hand to take her by the wrist a great desire to fly from him and at the same time to be caught by him came over her she stood looking down until his fingers touched her skin then with a cry she broke from him and ran down the track to the village she heard his breathing very close to her as she ran and when she looked round over her shoulder she felt his breath on her face saw his bright eyes and great lips through which the teeth shone white another moment and she felt the great strength of his arms as he seized her he held her close to him by the wrists why do you run why are you frightened punchy manika i will not hurt you she allowed him to take her into the thick jungle but she struggled with him and her whole body shook with fear and desire as she felt his hands upon her breasts a cry broke from her in which joy and desire mingled with the fear and the pain ayo ayo end of chapter three